Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. My name is Ron Mahotra. I'm a wealth, success, mindset, and leadership coach and the founder of the Successful Male Movement. In the Successful Male Podcast, we bring inspiring achievers who will help you unlock your inner game changer that wants to play big. The Successful Male Podcast is a show where we highlight the accomplishments of men who are doing amazing things with their life. The show where we share the stories, ideas, and philosophies of highly successful men who went after their goals with courage. The show where we highlight those men who use their highest vision to bring value to others. And the show that seeks not only to motivate and inspire, but transform, so you too can think big, live bigger, and lead with your highest vision. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you find this episode inspirational. Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. This is your host, Ron Malhotra. I'm privileged to have some amazing guests on my podcast, men who are living their life's purpose, maximizing their potential, and using their potential to make a difference. I have an amazing guest today, someone that I'm actually personally intrigued by. I've been watching this man. I think he's got amazing appeal, but I also love the work that he does. Today, my guest is Kevin Stimson. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a speaker. And he is a branding expert. He calls himself a premium branding expert, which is a step beyond personal branding. We know that thought leadership, the experts industry and personal branding are very topical these days. But I've actually witnessed Kevin's work. He does some phenomenal work in taking his clients who are predominantly experts, coaches, and he makes them huge in their presence. And he brings out, he extracts the key elements of what makes them uniquely them. Kevin, it's a privilege to have you. How are you? Ron, thanks for having me, man. I'm honored to be here. I'm super excited. And um, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Can't complain. I'm here in sunny San Diego. How about yourself? I'm doing really well, thank you. And you know, everything that I said, I meant Kevin, because you know, the, the, what I love about you is that you actually walk the talk as well. Like I look at your personal brand, it's powerful. But what I love about you, especially that stands out, to me is the fact that you, although you know this stuff, you are really all about your client. You actually don't highlight and amplify your own self as much as you amplify your clients, even though you've got the tools and the strategies to do that. But the reality is, even though you're not doing that, you do stand out just by default because of who you are and how you present. How's it going? Tell me, how did you get into this space? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, by default, uh, you know, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia, here in the United States. And so for me, you know, I, I went the corporate route initially. And so I was an IT project manager. That was my jam. And so my goal at first was to be the chief information officer of a big Fortune 500 company here in the U.S. So for me, I realized that um, being an IT project manager, working in corporate, like that wasn't my jam. That wasn't what I wanted to do. And so I was lucky enough to be married to um, my high school sweetheart. And so she was a graphic designer. And so she had a great eye for design, great eye for aesthetic. And she created her first website in the fourth grade. We met on MySpace back in 2006 and we've been together ever since. And so we started to realize like, in the online world, in the business world, there was a lot of entrepreneurs out here lacking creativity, lacking standing out. They were all doing the same thing as everybody else. And so because we had this, this young millennial vibe, this edginess, we said, you know what, we know that 
we can offer value to other entrepreneurs and business owners to stand out, find their special songs to be unique and be different by one, having that special like personality, that identity, that look and feel to make them unique and stand out. But also too, on the flip side of that, creating a strategy in a way it's like, hey, this is my mission. This is my vision. This is my purpose. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I stand for. And a lot of these companies, when they start out, they don't start out with that vision in place. They don't start out with that brand identity and that brand DNA in place. They say, hey, I have a business that I want to start. I see somebody else is doing this. I can either do, I can either do a better job of it or I can just create another me too business and then just make money. But for us, it's like, hey, what if you can actually create a business in a way that you can actually be happy and proud of it and get other people to actually buy into it. And then now you've created a brand that now has trust, it has loyalty, and people now want to be you know, advocates for it. And so that's kind of how we got into it. That's wonderful. Um, what do you say for people that see standing out as something egotistical? Because I, I speak to a lot of professionals and executives or even entrepreneurs and they they very they have this, a lot of people have the, this opinion that standing out is all driven by ego. Do you ever get that? And what 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 are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely get it. I get it all the time. But here's the thing: if you don't stand out, you fit in, right? And so imagine there being a crowd of a million people. Well, in order for someone to see you and do business with you, you have to stand out, or you're going to confuse your customers. And so we all know, as business owners and entrepreneurs, and just people in general, that if you're fitting in and if you're not standing out and you're making your customers confused, a confused customer is not not gonna buy. Even in corporate America, I've seen this too, all the men in corporate America, they look the same, they sound the same, same navy blue khaki or navy blue blazer with khaki pants. There's no personality in there, right? And so you have John who looks like Paul, who looks like Tom, and they all look the same. Now there's no personality that you can actually like bring into like, hey, you know, this is them. This is, what's that thing that I, I really like about them outside the scope of their personality, outside the scope of, you know, how to communicate and are they a great people person, but are they somebody that captures my attention? And so I've been very keen over the years of getting people to step outside their comfort zone, whereas you want to be the most interesting person in a room. You want to be the person that someone looks 200 feet across the room or 50 feet across the room. They want to stop the conversation that they're having right now and they see you and they say, who is that person? Because I want to go talk to them. Because I've realized that a lot of people in general, they don't have that, that personality to just go out there and be an extrovert. Many of them are introverted. And at times, being an introvert, it scares people. And so they miss out on that area of opportunity. Well, if you're super weak, from the perspective of being outgoing and communicating with people and things like that. Well, what if you had your parents set and put together and you actually got five, 10, 15, 20 people to actually come to you instead of you having to go to them. So now the conversation kind of switches from attracting people to you versus you going after them. So if you want to call it egotistical, cool, but I actually think that's like a limited belief system. Yeah, I agree. And I think it, 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 um, it really connects really well with the study that was done by the Carnegie Institute of Technology that found that 85% of your commercial success comes from your personality uh, and only 15% comes from your technical knowledge. And you, it's interesting, people spend decades and decades getting better at what they do, but they hardly invest any time in who they are. 
And so I think this is a really, really powerful way for people to stand out. But Kevin, um, personal branding or even premium branding and the stuff that you do, obviously that goes beyond just color selection and logos and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about what it, it actually entails, like from your process, because it seems like it's a lot more comprehensive and there's non-tangible elements that you can feel, but you can't necessarily quantify. So tell us a little bit about what that, what, what that comprises. Absolutely. So really from a premium side of things, it comes down to positioning, right? And so you either want to be the higher end route, the higher end option, or everyone else is the lower end option. Well, we all already realize that perception wise, you lack uh, value if it just comes down to lower price, right? People who want to work with you, if it just comes down to price, they're not even seeing value. But also from a pricing perspective in the middle, that standpoint as well, you're going to get lost too, because at 99% of the marketplace is fighting for the middle price point to outbeat the, you know, everybody else in the market, or they're trying to go to lower up, but not everyone's going in at the higher up. So what are the type of things to think about from that perspective? So from a premium branding perspective, some of those intangibles are more along the lines of how can I position myself as an industry leader? So languaging, how are you showing up? How are you communicating to your demographic? Also niching things down is, a, is another thing. So I've realized um, from, from personal experience that people who specialize are the ones that people are going to be wanting to pay more money for, as opposed to paying for the, the generalists, right? Charging those premium prices, not being a person just like, hey, you know, we're going to give out a discount. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, because you got to be able to stick to your guns. I think um, a really profound saying is just something along the lines of, you know, if, if there's somebody out there who needs a heart transplant, right? And are they going to be the ones looking for the doctor who is the best in the field at what they do? Or are they going to be the ones just like, hey, like I'm looking for the doctor who's available right now, any time of the day, but also too, like they're giving discounts and things like that. Like I'm looking for the discounted doctor. No one's going to go after their discounted doctor. Why? Because that means death on the back end of that. They're going after the doctor who is that specialized authority. And so for personal brands and more of the premium brands specifically, what can we do to show up differently? So one, doing things just like this, doing those podcasts, doing those interviews, showing up as the, the expert, the authority, the thought leader, um, getting press, getting featured in different type of publications that has influence and, and credibility, speaking along stages with other industry leaders and thought experts and thought leaders and people like that, writing books, things like that, putting your customers first and getting those results in that, that ROI, right? And so what we believe in is creating businesses, creating brands, creating images in a way where we're putting our clients first and ensuring that we're getting them those results that we're promising. And so that's the other thing that's tied into creating that, that premium brand and creating that personal brand. Having a bold claim and, a, and having a bold brand promise in a way where you're committing to mastery, you're committing to, to being the best. And so a lot of people as individuals, we want to be the best from a personal development standpoint. How can we be the best versions of ourselves? Great, but in our professional career, and as we're building out our brands and we're building out our businesses and our companies, a lot of people aren't willing nor wanting to create the best versions of their companies and the best versions of their brands. And so now there's incongruency there, right? So if we as leaders want to show up as 
all right, what can I do to create peak performance for us myself? Well, what else can I do to create peak performance to have my company operate and be the best of the best in the eyes of my customers and the eyes of my prospects? How can we create those unique customer experiences where instead of us having to ask for a referral, we're doing such a great job at branding emotionally and getting our customers and our clients so excited where they're now becoming raving fans because they've had such great customer experiences with great customer experiences with us where they now want to refer business to us left and right without us asking to. So there's all these intangibles that's a part of it outside the scope of just the colors, the logos, the, the look and feel and all those type of things. Yeah. And I knew that, and I just wanted you to articulate that because so many people think that personal branding is just about color selection and logo selection or business cards, but there is so much to it. It's just like a whole science. And people may not necessarily be able to quantify how they feel when they interact with somebody. But like, for example, you've got a powerful personal brand. Like there is a feeling that you get, you get inspired, you know that you're energetic, you're strong, you're dynamic. And even though I haven't known you personally, it comes across. And that's why I get the power of this sort of stuff. Yes. And I love the distinction you made that you are right. There's people that, you know, they spend like some coaches and people, not everybody, but so many people get the fact that they've got to be the best version of themselves, but they don't do that with their business. And so I love how you brought that together. Yes. But here's a question for you. Is personal branding and, and, you know, being very clear on who you are and being able to amplify those elements of you that make you uniquely you, is that really important for everybody or is it just important for entrepreneurs? It's important for everyone, right? Because I like to look at it as we all have to understand and know who we are before we make a decision on where we want to go. And so it's like, how are you going to know where your destination is and where do you want to go if you're not sure who you are on the inside first? And so that's why a lot of people, they go years and years and years going around, going around in circles, chasing things, chasing things, chasing things just to get to it and realize, damn, this wasn't it. This wasn't what I wanted. There's so many people out there that go into corporate America and they're like, man, mommy told me I was supposed to do this. Daddy told me I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to be an athlete. I was supposed to do this. And then 10, 15, 20 years get sacrificed to go to that point. Then they get there and they're like, why aren't I fulfilled? Well, guess what? The reason why you're not fulfilled is you haven't defined who your, your, what your DNA is. You, you haven't figured out how you're wired. How do you feel? Why are you this type of person? What, who are you? Once you figure out that, now we're better able to make decisions that's going to move us further and faster. Yeah, you're so right. And as you're saying this, I can completely relate to it because that's who I was in my 20s. I chased a lucrative career that looked good on paper and, you know, driven by financial success and then completely not inspired at all. And then I decided, and when I turned 30, that I've got to do something and I've got to find out who I am. And I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was, what my passions were, what my values were, what my strengths were, what my goals were because I'd just been blindly following a system that was given to us. And I feel, I really feel for men because at, at the same time, I do hold men accountable and go, Hey, okay, fair enough. You've been in that, but now you've got to take responsibility and you've got to discover who you are and then you've got to reinvent yourself. And I love the whole aspect of personal branding because it brought together. How do I now, okay, now that I know I've gone through the inner work to determine who I am, but how do I make it tangible? And I, so I really get the value of, of personal branding. But you mentioned something about the corporate world before and you said, you know, people 
just fit in. They just blend in instead of standing out. But that's because it's frowned upon. So in the corporate world, if you try and stand out too much, uh, you try, you're kind of seen as a troublemaker, right? So you're I, too hard or something like that. Correct. And so I, you know, we have, I have a lot of connections in the professional executive world um, and, you know, some very successful people when it comes to career success, but not necessarily feeling aligned and feeling authentic about who they are. What advice, if any, can you give to those professionals and executives that do want to build themselves up, want to have build their authority, build their expertise, build their image and their, and their brand, but feel that they're restricted because of the environment that they're in? Do you ever work with people like that? And do you go like, do you give them any advice that maybe even goes beyond personal branding, which is maybe, maybe even verging on personal advice? Yeah, I can definitely uh, speak to that. I haven't really worked with anyone in the corporate environment where that's where they're thriving and wanting to shine. But I have worked with many men and women who feel like they have to be this somebody to be accepted instead of embracing who they really are and expressing that to be able to really live freely and how they want to. And so, you know, my advice across the board, whether it's professionally or personal, is to express yourself. And so we live in 2018, and now we live in a time where uh, diversity is something that's really important. And some having something that's just like super boring, super stagnant, just straight across the board, same thing, me too, it's no longer deemed as like, that's how it's supposed to be. And you have millennials out here just knocking on the doors like, this, that, that's not how it's supposed to be. If you want your organizations to change for the years to come, you're gonna have to change things up a little bit in order for the, the organization to, to truly thrive. And so what I believe in is once you figure out who you are, it's owning that and stepping into that power and expressing yourself as that. And so if you're in a profession right now where you feel like you're being held back, you may be making a lot of money, you may be you know, up the corporate ladder too in a certain way where um, people are seeing you as such, like you're doing your thing and everything is good. That's, that's cool externally, but on an inside deep down, you're gonna burn and you're gonna crash. And so for you to truly feel as yourself and truly be authentic, maybe you may want to change career paths, right? And so even for me as a, you know, when I was a young guy in corporate America, I was blessed enough to have eight, nine, 10 IT vice presidents who mentored me and I can call them up and say, hey, what's your advice on this? What's your advice on that? They're all making a quarter million, a half a million dollars a year. And here they are giving back to me. And I realized that the role that I was playing, I couldn't show up as me 100% because I had the system that I had to work. I had to be working there for X amount of period of years for me to get to that level of really having that responsibility that I wanted to have to feel like I was contributing. And so what I said was, hey, I have a lot more value that I can offer this world and be me and show up as me. And that's when I said, you know what, entrepreneurship is the route that I wanted to take. But even being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of people who feel boxed in to a certain type of way that they believe and feel that they should be boxed in because they're afraid of what other people are gonna think about them. But here's the most coolest thing, man, that I've, I've realized. Um, I'm African-American, I'm a black entrepreneur here in the United States of America, and most of my demographic, like most of the people who follow me, they're white. And what's cool about that is how I show up 
Like I don't, I don't wear like suits and, and ties and all that kind of stuff. I'll wear a blazer with some nice fitted jeans, some loafers. Like I have my personality and I have my swagger. I say certain things, like I speak the way I speak. I don't sound like super polished. And what's really cool is I have white men who are twice my age now looking to dress like me and sound like me. Hmm. All because I was me. And if 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 I went in there trying to be somebody that I wasn't it would not have come off right, nor would I have been able to make the impact that I'm able to make now. And so I genuinely believe in just showing up in your, your true authentic self and just being like, hey, like this is who I am. I'm ready to share that with you and I'm ready to bring you on for the ride. Yep. And <laughs> you are absolutely right because you're, you're not like anyone else. You, you own your space, you own your uniqueness you have your own personal brand, your personal style statement, which is very, very powerful. And, but you, you, you still have the essence of maturity. You have the essence of conviction. And so this is, this is, and you know, everything that you're saying, you're actually walking it, you're actually doing it as well. Because I, I know, like I've followed you for a while and I've seen the fact that you are, you have a unique way of presenting yourself to the world, but people will still follow you and connect with you because you are authentic you are still coming from, you know, your stuff, like you talked about. And I'm glad you mentioned the fact that you can't just become a thought leader through personal branding. Yes. Personal branding will help you enhance all of those elements that you already know exist, but you've still got to achieve a level of mastery. You've still got to get out there and add value and, and you've got to know who you are. So those are still the prerequisites. And then once you know all of that sort of stuff, then of course the, the branding element just brings it all together so you can start to shine, which is exactly what you're doing. And I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but it appears to me you're quite young, but it, the level of maturity and the level of conviction is absolutely impressive. So congratulations for all the work that you're doing, Kevin. And hey, that was one of the reasons. 29. Pardon? I'm 29. 29. Oh, well, they oh, awesome. And look, I, I wish I had this level of clarity when I was your age. I'm 40 and I, you know, I just, I'm impressed because, and that's one of the reasons I want you to be here on this podcast because there is a lot of men in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s that are still making excuses. And they are telling, they're talking about all the reasons why it can't be done or it's too late for them. And then here somebody comes along and defies so many conventions, like some of the stuff that you just talked about, the kind of people that are following you and stuff like that. And that is, I guess that to me, that's a testimony of the fact that how powerful this thing is, that people will just look beyond so many different, they will look beyond your qualifications, your occupation, your race, your nationality, your culture, and really connect with the person. Yeah. But that's because you've taken the time to strategically yeah. magnify those elements that make you uniquely you. Absolutely. We live in a time now, man, where it just really comes down to at the click of a button, you literally can learn whatever you want. You literally have the world's expertise, experience, knowledge base at your fingertips. It's up to us to figure out what are we going to do about it. Are we going to sit here and just complain, make excuses for where we are? Are we going to say, hey, you know what? This, I, I think I can do that. This person can do it. I can do it too. And then stepping up and saying, all right, cool, I'm going to do it. The, like, I didn't wake up one morning and be like, oh, I'm a branding expert. I said, you know what? I see a need that I believe and feel confident that I can tap into that marketplace and climb up the ladder really fast. I've only been in this space for two and a half, three years, not a long time. There's people who have been wow. doing it for five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And I charge two, three, four, five times is what they charge. Cause that's how I feel deep down in here, right? And just like you said, you believe it, like you feel it 
you hear the conviction in my voice, but I'm also too, I said, you know what? In order for me to learn as much as I can, just like I love the fact that you have all those books behind you right now, those are all branding books that you see up there. I have tons of branding books here and branding books everywhere, like even at my home. And so I said, all right, I'm gonna be the go-to expert on that. And so for us, I said, all right, if I'm gonna be the leader for, for branding and showing up authentically, I'm gonna read 20, 30 branding books. That knowledge space is now gonna become my knowledge space. Then I'm gonna be able to share that with my clients. And from me creating those experiences with my clients, I've been able to create my own processes, methodologies, belief systems, et cetera. And now, boom, now I'm me. You know what I'm saying? And so I believe that's what everyone needs to do. Make the decision that you, know, you want to step out and do something different. Two, commit to mastery. Learn as much as you possibly can. Three, step outside your comfort zone and make, make it happen. Have those conversations, get those few clients, et cetera. And then four, step into who you were born to be and become that thought leader and an expert and take on those risks and challenges. So amazing and so insightful, Kevin. Um, I want to ask you, what is the process that people can expect to go through? So people who are going to listen to this podcast, some of them are going to want to reach out to you and find out what you're going to do if they were to approach you. What is the process that you would take them through to extract and find out who they are or help them discover who they are? And then, yeah. and then how do you strategically then build all the brand assets that you build for your clients? Great. So we have a simple five-step, five-phase process that happens over a 45 business day time period. And so the first phase is their brand strategy. And so that's where we get clear and we define their brand DNA. And that brand DNA is what fundamentally makes up any business. So that's like your business statement, purpose, and core values, your core brand message, your customer avatar, how you want to make people feel, what's your future products and services. So we define like 17 to 19 brand DNA elements for your business. So essentially that's the roadmap, right? That's the meat and potatoes of the brand. So once we create that, then we transition into the second phase, which is your brand identity phase. So that's your logo, your font system, your color schemes, the overall look and feel. And that's gonna complement the brand strategy that we ended up creating. The third phase is the uh, photo shoot. So we do a half day photo shoot with our clients and then we create their website for them and then we design their brand collateral. So like social media graphic templates, letterhead templates, business card design templates, et cetera. And we do all of that in 45 business days. So it's really seamless. Um, our process is, is pretty badass. Yeah, you're a badass, man. And I love the way that, I love the fact that you own that. that that's, that's so cool. Um, so if people want to connect with you, um, the, how can they do that? What's your preferred way of connecting with people? Yes. So there's two ways to connect with me. One is uh, from my company website, Striving Grind. So go to strivinggrind.com. You get to learn about me. You get to learn about my company. And then two is on Instagram, Kevin underscore Stimson. Kevin Stimson, badass. I love that, man. I love the work that you're doing. Thank you for inspiring others through your own story. And thank you for being such an amazing professional in what you do. You have really been able to take your craft and take it to the next level. It's really impressive to watch. Thank you for being on the Successful Mayor podcast. Thanks for having me, Brian. I appreciate it, man.